Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast. I sincerely hope you are doing well. I know I say this every week, but I am excited to introduce to you all Amanda Warfield. I have been following her for about a little under a year, and I was introduced to her brand, to her business via the online space. This is how we all meet each other nowadays. And I was thinking about it, and I really think it was through Megan Martin. I, I I honestly don't know, but I'm just so thrilled that I met Amanda and I tuned into her podcast. I just love, have loved learning so much about her in this past year. She is the queen of content batching and you are all in for a treat today because we are kicking off a three-part series, so a three-week series all dedicated to content marketing, because I know this is something that many small creative business owners struggle with, meaning consistent content. I feel like I hit the jackpot with getting Amanda to agree to be on the podcast, Um, not just once, not twice, but three times in a row for you all. So I hope you all listen to this episode, the series several times and take notes and connect with Amanda. So before I ramble on and on, I'm just going to let Amanda introduce herself to you all. And yeah, so take it away, Amanda. First of all, Dolly, I am honored to be here. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. And I am really pumped to dive into this three-part series about content marketing because this is my jam. I love talking about it. And I'm so pumped for all the good stuff that we've got for everyone. But for everyone who doesn't know me, my name is Amanda Warfield. I am a simplicity-focused content marketing strategist. I'm also a crazy cat lady, and I'm very, very obsessed with Disney. So any fellow Disney lovers, let's be friends. But my focus, my mission is to help other women entrepreneurs fit their marketing into their business without it taking over their business, which I know we're going to dive deep into over the next couple of episodes. But I just feel like it's so important because I know that when I first started my own business, the thing that took me the most time and that I spent almost all of my time on was my marketing. And I wasn't actually doing anything behind the scenes to work on and grow my business because I didn't have time to. So my mission is to make it so that marketing is a once and done kind of thing each and every month so that you have the rest of the month to work on the other systems in your business, on growing your business, on getting visible in other ways besides just content marketing and really building out a business with digital offers and things like that so that you can have multiple revenue streams and so on and so forth. Wow. Well, you all, Amanda is the real deal when she says all this. And while she was doing her introduction, I'm just like getting so pumped to hear about her topics today. I mean, obviously, I know what the topics are. We've gone over it ahead of time. But she, I'm serious, take out your pen or take out your like notepad, whatever, however you want to write and dive into some serious note taking today. 
Okay, so the heart of this podcast is to chat about all things systems and workflows. And so when I was reaching out to you, Amanda, I wanted to do something new. I wanted to see if you would be willing to chat about content marketing because it's something I know I mentioned earlier in in this podcast introduction is something that business owners struggle with. Even myself, I I struggle with this area. So you are going to be covering a lot of topics. So that's why we chose to divide this up into a three-part series. So again, the listener is not overwhelmed with this just one episode, but they have something to look forward to for the next three weeks. So this means Everyone, you have to tune in for the next three weeks because Amanda is going to bring the word to you about content marketing. And by word, again, content marketing. But before we dive into the topic, do you mind sharing with the listeners how you got into content marketing specifically? Like what drove you to this specific type of education? Okay, it's so funny that you asked that because when I first started my business, I was terrified of marketing. I hated marketing. I thought I was so bad at it. And yet now here we are. And this is what my whole business has turned into. So when I first started my business, my whole goal was that I felt I felt really, really called to start a blog. And I felt really called to start a blog specifically about simplicity and simple living and capsule wardrobes. Oh, Yeah, it was very different. But the heart of it was always this idea of simplifying various aspects of your life. A capsule wardrobe is just a system, funnily enough, for simplifying part of your life. And the heart of it is simplifying so that you can really be present and really live slowly and live simply because I found that when I was teaching preschool and I was being the interim youth director for our church's youth program, I was rushing from one thing to another, to another, to another, and then somehow trying to also manage the household totally by myself because my husband was in the Navy and like working crazy hours. And that led me into this idea of simple living, which then led me into the initial start of my business, which was a whole long process. And after a couple years of being in business, I started talking more so about time management for entrepreneurs through the eyes of simplicity, right? Everything has always been about simplicity with every iteration. And I happened to mention on Instagram one day about the fact that I batch a month of content at a time and people lost their minds about it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is something they want to hear more about. So I kept talking about it and I kept talking about it and I kept talking about it. And the more I talked about it, the more questions I got asked about other marketing things. And then I realized, oh, I actually do know what I'm doing with this. And here we are a couple years later where I've been not only doing content batching and teaching other entrepreneurs how to batch their content, but I'm also working with other entrepreneurs on their content marketing strategy as well, which I know we'll get into a little more deeply in the third part of this series. So I kind of want to like peel back a layer there. It's really encouraging to hear that you did not start your business knowing exactly what your niche was. Oh no. Oh no. It took me iteration after iteration after iteration. And I do think that that's something that's so important for all of us to realize is that a lot of times we start a business because we either want to, or we feel called to, or whatever our reasoning is, we know we want to support ourselves in some way, support our families, have more flexibility. 
but we don't know what we're doing. And that's okay. It is okay to throw spaghetti at the wall. In fact, with probably about half of the members inside of Club Content Batching right now, they are in that beginner phase where they don't have their messaging nailed down. And that's okay because the thing about content marketing is that you have to start with the system. You have to start with the consistency and then you move into the strategy. You don't start with the strategy first necessarily. I love that so much, Amanda. That's a really good point to share. That kind of like brings me to my next question. And then I promise we'll we'll go into the heart of this topic. But can you actually define what content marketing is? Absolutely. And that's so important because marketing is a really vague term. And I think that's why I hated it so much at first, because I'm an Enneagram one and I need very specific guidelines and boundaries and rules, right? And I did not like how vague the idea of marketing is. So content marketing is literally just putting yourself out there, which is marketing, getting yourself known, getting your business known, building up your brand, building up an audience, specifically using content, which would be things like long form content, which would be YouTube, podcasts, blogs, short form content would be things like TikTok, Instagram, any kind of social media. And then you've also got email marketing. All of those are different types of content marketing. And the thing about content marketing that's so great is that it is a really low cost and low barrier of entry. So every business can utilize content marketing and let that be its only form of marketing and still find success with that. So you mentioned like long form content. So what made you decide, for those of you who are not familiar, Amanda, she's a podcast host of the Chasing Simple podcast, which I've linked to the show notes. And I'm expecting you all to subscribe to her podcast because it's amazing. But what made you choose podcasting over, I don't know, YouTube or blogging? You're very kind, first of all. Um, I I just want to chime in. It's really good. And I appreciate that it's clean as a mom because I am on the go with Blaze in the background. And I appreciate there's not like you're not like dropping all these, I don't know. F bombs left back to back about batching. And so I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I do try to warn because I I taught preschool before this. I get it. Like I know that moms are busy and they're listening on the go. So if there is going to be a word that you might not want your littles to hear, I do try to warn you. But yeah, yeah, I I appreciate you. You're, You're just such a great cheerleader. So I chose podcasting because that fits my personality best. And this is what I recommend to all of my students is pick the one that makes the most sense for you and your personality. I personally don't think I could ever do YouTube. I am an awkward person. Like you can see me, like I talk with my hands. I I just don't love the idea of being in front of a camera necessarily, but I can sit here and talk to my closet all day long and that's no problem. <laughs> it really comes down to what's your personality. Any of the long form contents are going to have great benefits. You know, you've got great SEO benefits with YouTube and with blogging. You can also, if you blog with your podcast and you have an editor that does your show notes or you do your own, but they each have their own pros and cons and one isn't necessarily better than the other. So whatever makes the most sense for you and your business and your personality, go for it. Thanks for letting me ask all those questions leading up to our the heart of this topic. So I know we need to give the people what they want, Amanda. And the topic we're going to talk about is building a no like, and trust factor with your audience. So let's talk about three tips for simplifying your content creation in order to be able to stay consistent. So share all the wisdom. I'm writing notes as we speak. You're seeing me. You're watching me write notes. So take it away. 
Absolutely. So first, I just want to touch on this idea of consistency and how important it is because a lot of times when we are working on our content creation, what ends up happening is that let's just say we have a blog. We're like, okay, I'm going to put out a blog every Tuesday. And then Monday night comes around and you're like, ooh, I don't have a blog idea for tomorrow, let alone an outline or an actual blog. And so then you've got two choices. You can stay up late and write a blog that's frankly probably not going to be that good because you're rushing. Or you can just skip it this week and say, hmm, I'm just, it'll be fine. No big deal. They, they don't need to, it'll be one week. It's no big deal. And then the next Monday rolls around and you still don't have a blog post to put up. And you're back to that same, I can put out something that's not that great quality or I can put out nothing. And then you do it again and again. And eventually it's been six months since you've put out a blog post. And we see this all the time, all over. There's Podfade, people do it with their YouTube channels. How many times have you seen someone pop onto their Instagram stories and be like, hey guys, sorry I've been MIA. And it's like, oh, don't tell them. Yeah. They didn't know, now they do. Yeah. <laughs> but if someone is a steady listener or a steady watcher, if they subscribe to your stuff and they're constantly paying attention to you, you're probably not going to know it first and foremost. I have no idea who listens to my podcast unless they go out of their way to message me, which frankly doesn't happen that often. The same is true for all of us. We don't know who's watching. We don't know who's lurking. We don't know who's paying attention. But the second you stop showing up for them, that's when they stop believing in you and they stop trusting you. If you're not showing up consistently, you're not able to build that no like and trust factor. It's like if you promised someone that you were going to be at a coffee shop every Tuesday morning and that they could come ask you questions and then you just didn't show up. What would they think? It's the same thing. It just doesn't feel as devastating because it's not in person. But to someone who's really lurking and following you, who's going to essentially become a potential customer down the line, if you're cutting them short on what you've told them you were going to show up for them for, they're not going to become a purchaser. They're going to say, eh, I don't know if I can trust her because she's not showing up the way she says she will. How do I know if she's going to show up for me after I give her my money? And also it's just like about, like, I know you're going to be talking about this in either this episode or several episodes, but the importance of batching just because life happens and you can still create consistent content if you are strategic with batching. Absolutely. And that will be one of the ways to simplify your content because you'll notice that I'm using the word consistent. Yeah. What I'm not saying is to show up constantly. Yeah. You don't have to put out as much content as you think you do in order to be consistent. You don't have to post a weekly podcast episode in order to be consistent. You don't have to, there's so many things you don't have to do that we look at these big brands, these big gurus, and we're like, well, they're putting out two podcast episodes every week, and they've got a blog, and they're doing YouTube, and they're doing this and this and this, and it's like, well, but they have a team. They have a team of like 10, 12, 15 people working for them. They have a full yeah. team. They can do the rough creation of the content. Yeah. Or if it's a blog, they may not even be writing the blog themselves, frankly. And then they don't have to do any of the rest of it. But content takes a lot of time to create. It is not a quick and easy thing. It's not something that you should be trying to slip into the cracks of your business because it is your marketing and you want high quality content out there to represent your business. But you don't have to show up all the time in order to do that. 
So then we get into this, these three tips on, okay, if we don't have to show up all the time, we don't have to show up constantly, how do we make this process easier? How do we simplify the process of creating content? And the first thing that I highly encourage everyone to do is to show up less. Make a list. Every single one of you, I want you to write down how many places you're showing up. How many different platforms are you on? And then cut it down. Because you don't need to be on every platform in order to have a successful content marketing strategy. You don't have to show up everywhere. And for everyone, you just have to build an audience where you are. So cut down where you're showing up. And then I want you to make a list of how many times you're trying to show up for each of those places and cut that down. If you're finding it impossible to stay consistent, cut it in half. Say, okay, I'm trying to do a weekly podcast episode. I'm going to go to every other week instead. How have you done this? I'm like putting you on the spot. No, absolutely. So when I first started my business, I was trying to blog. I was trying to do a podcast. I was trying to show up on Facebook and Instagram and all of the places. At this point, for full transparency for everyone, I outsource my podcast editing because I hate it with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I'm not I, another reason I couldn't do YouTube because that's even more editing. I've outsourced that. And I cut back on what I was trying to do. So I started my podcast. I actually, before I pivoted into time management for entrepreneurs, I had a podcast called Live Organized, Live Simple, and it was all about simplicity. And when I got to the point of realizing I'm having trouble keeping up with this and actually making sure I well, I didn't miss weeks, but I was at that point where it was the night before and I was recording or the day of and recording and then rushing to edit and get it out there. And I realized this isn't sustainable. I have to find a better way. And so I actually cut that podcast. I said, you know what, guys, this isn't right. I knew I was in my mind. I was thinking I may be pivoting anyways. This isn't where I need to be. And so I stopped. I let everyone know because we don't want to ghost anyone. Yeah. But I said, hey, I may be back in the future, but for right now, I'm like, this is, this podcast is done where it is now. Yeah. And so I really cut back. I stopped all of my Facebook posts. I'm not creating double posts for Instagram and Facebook. I just automatically send it straight to it. So I cut back and then I added on once I had my batching system down. So I did, at this point, I'm posting a lot more than I would recommend for someone starting off. But I did cut down before I figured out my system for batching and then I added back on. Gotcha. That's great. And I love that you're being so real and raw with everyone because, again, like Amanda was sharing, it took her several years to figure out, okay, who is it that I need to serve? What is it that I want to actually do? And now where do I actually want to show up? How do I want to show up? And how can I like be consistent but still not – always on all the time. So this is really, really encouraging for me to hear, Amanda, and I hope it's encouraging for listeners as well to know, like you can slowly develop some sort of system with your content batching. So we spoke about consistency. You said post less often or show up less. What's point number two? Yeah. So the next thing that you're going to want to do, the next way that you can simplify your content creation process is to Stop reinventing the wheel. Repurpose what you've already created. So there are a few different ways that you can do this. You can, one, the best way, simplest way is to take a piece of long form content that you've already created 
and then break it up into smaller pieces. So every single month when I'm creating content, actually today I'm in the I'm in the middle of batch week right now and today was the day where I was repurposing my long form content and turning it into my email newsletters for the next month and turning it into my social media for the next month, all of my short form content. So you take that long form content that you spend so much time creating and you break it into little chunks and pieces. Mm-hmm. Usually I will take the introduction to my podcast. You can also do that with YouTube. You can also do that with a blog. Take the intro and copy and paste and literally make that a whole caption. You can do a little tweaking if you're like, instead of saying, let's dive into this episode, you might say, head to your favorite podcast player and tune in. But for the most part, you're copying and pasting and boom, you've got a whole caption right there. Sending them to your long form content. The same for your email newsletters. My email newsletter every single week is just an ad for my podcast episodes because Mm -hmm. I want to point everyone back to that long form content because that is the place they're going to build the most know, like, and trust factor. That's where that really comes in, where you really get to know me and who I am and what I stand for as a business and as a business owner versus email's great, social media is great, but you only get small little chunks there. So everything is meant to send them back to, okay, Now you like this, go listen to the podcast. You like this, go listen to the podcast. You like this, go listen to the podcast. And then the podcast will send them to the email list and the Instagram and all of that. And it just kind of cycles and funnels them into all of the things, which goes a little bit into the strategy of things. But you want to take what you've already created and split it up into as many pieces as you can. So you can make it an intro. You can take the main points and create a different post about each of the main points. You can create one post that just lists out the main points. There are so many different ways that you can repurpose what you've already created. And not only can you do that as you're putting out, so like this is going, this episode will go up in July. Not only could you do this for August content, but you could also go back to your episode one script and your episode one notes and repurpose that content and sprinkle it out over the next five years and just repost about it, especially because social media everything dies so quickly over there. Yeah. The, the the lifespan of every piece of content is so short mm-hmm. that you can say, hey, I don't have anything to talk about right now. So I'm going to go talk about this thing. That's what I did for this week. Okay. So it's batch week as Dolly and I are recording this. I am also at the tail end of a launch. Yeah. So it is a lot going on right now in my business. And I was like, you know what? I don't have the mental capacity to come up with a bunch of new things to say right now. So I went through and almost every single Instagram post for May is coming straight from a previous podcast episode. And I've just repurposed content that I already had for May's Instagram posts. You are a genius, Amanda. Y'all, seriously, you I told you, you're in for a treat because she is the queen. Just for like clarity purposes, I know there are a lot of people who've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. So what Amanda's calling long-form content, I refer to that as pillar content. And like my goal and strategy sounds like Amanda's like, I'm always trying to push people to my pillar platforms, the platforms I own, quote unquote own, so that people can continue to know, like, and trust me over time. Because like you were sharing, Amanda, it is a very long runway and a long process for people to convert to either clients or buyers or whatever, and whatever you want to call it. And you need to, let's go back to that word, being consistent with your marketing. 
Okay, so let's talk about batching your content. My favorite. So content batching is the third way to simplify your content creation process. And batching is just another system. It's just like everything that Dolly talks about. Batching is just a system for creating a month's worth of content. And when you do that, it simplifies the content creation process in a couple of different ways. So first and foremost, it saves you so much time because when you get your brain to do one thing, over and over and over and over again, you're going to save so much more time compared to task switching. Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. It also saves you mental capacity because you're not having your marketing hanging over your head because how many of us, if we don't batch our content, sit there and, okay, we're working, we're serving clients, we're doing whatever it is that we do in our business behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden we go, oh, I need to post on Instagram today. Okay, what am I going to talk about? Um, And then you sit there and you waste an hour or more on one single Instagram post that again has such a teeny tiny lifespan because your mental capacity is bursting. You're a business owner. You're probably a mom if you're listening to this. If not a mom, you're probably a wife of some sort. You've got a lot of other responsibilities. And let's be honest, owning and running a business is draining. I know that I end every workday, and if I'm not very intentional about shutting down my office space and getting out of my office and going to work out with my husband right after, I have a hard time switching, task switching from work mode to household mode to personal time mode because running a business is all-consuming. And so if you're trying to go from this mode of all-consuming, doing all the things you need to do in your business to, ooh, I got to put on my marketer cap real quick, it's exhausting. It's mentally draining. So batching your content saves you mental energy because you've got three weeks every single month where you don't have to think about your marketing. Your business is marketing itself and you get to just work behind the scenes. And it also saves you creative energy because when you are constantly in create mode, it's hard to be creative when you're trying to force it versus if you have one week where you're being creative, really hard creative. And obviously there are some of us that have more creative fields. Like I know you're also a photographer, which is much more creative than what I do, which is essentially systems and things like that. But it's hard to force creativity. And if you have three weeks where you're not forcing creativity, it is amazing what will come to you. And you're like, oh, that's something I could talk about. Oh, I would love to talk about this. Having that space for creativity allows it to flow so much more naturally, which makes your next batch week so much easier because you have a ton of ideas that you have been thinking about for the last three weeks. I just want to say like, for those of you who are listening and who know me and my background, my background is I have my like in my past life, I was in mental health. I had my master's in mental health. And so I'm going to put on my counseling hat right now and just like remind everyone from a mental health perspective, yes, there is a tie-in with content batching. Just hear me out. This, All of this, what Amanda is sharing, it will help you stay in your own lane of marketing and it will help you stop comparing yourself to others because let me tell you, I'm sure Amanda feels this way, but being a solo business owner, I'm a solo business owner. I know Amanda is. It's hard and it's draining and there are days where the comparison wheel, it takes over, unfortunately, and you think, I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. I'm not everywhere enough. I'm not this such and such and such. Insert whatever 
draining comment comes to your mind when you are at your weakest point. So from a mental health perspective, from a health, like health perspective, why not set up these parameters, these boundaries for yourself, for your brain, all right, for your brain and for your mental space and just stay in your lane and learn a consistent content marketing perspective. So you know that you're showing up still, but you're you're not so scattered. You're not everywhere at once, like Amanda is saying. Well, and to your point about the comparison trap, it's amazing that when you're not constantly in that create mode, because yeah. when you're constantly creating content and you don't have any kind of batching system in place, your brain is always on to yeah. the idea of writing your next piece of content. And so then when you go on Instagram, for example, and you're scrolling, your brain is thinking, I could write something like that. I could write something like that. <sighs> She's doing so much better than I am. I could never write a caption like that. But when your brain is not in create mode, and I'm not going to say this never happens, but when your brain is not in create mode, it's not thinking like that as you're scrolling. You're you're more so back to the scrolling just for the fun of scrolling. It'll never be the same because you are a business owner and like that's just the nature of it. But it is so much more closed off to the creative process. At least for me, this is what I found. It's so much more closed off to the creative process that you fall into the comparison trap less. It still happens. It's not perfect, but it does happen less often than it used to because like you said, you're in your own lane and when you're creating, your brain is thinking, how else can I say this? What else can I phrase? What else do I want to talk about? And when you're not, you're not thinking about that kind of thing as much. Thank you so much for letting me dive off the deep end and share like that from like a mental health perspective, just how to protect yourself and protect like just setting up parameters for yourself. Do you mind reiterating again, the three points of how to build a know, like, and trust with your audience? Absolutely. So in order to build know, like, and trust with your audience, you have to be consistent. But what you don't have to be is constant. So first and foremost, simplify what you're doing with your content creation by showing up in less places and showing up less often. Again, here's your permission slip to yourself that it's okay to scale back and then add back in later once you have a better system for yourself. The second way that you can simplify the content creation process is to repurpose what you already have. You've spent so much time on this long form content or this pillar content. Don't waste that time. Reuse what you've already got because that's gold. What you've already created is good stuff and your audience needs to hear it from you over and over and over again in order to be consider you an expert in what you do, which is something we didn't even get into, but that's a whole other topic about content marketing. In order to be seen as an expert in what you do, you have to talk about it over and over and over again, no matter how boring it is to you, because to your audience, it's not boring. So repurpose, reuse, stop reinventing the wheel. And then the third way to simplify the content creation process is to batch your content, which I know we're going to go into so much deeper with the next episode. So don't miss that. But batch your content, it's going to save you creative energy, mental energy, it's going to protect your mental health, and it's going to save you so much time. So I have a shameless plug for Amanda. I'm all about shameless plugs. I get no benefit from this, you all. So I just I just love her so much. Amanda, I just love you so much. So can you talk about your membership club content batching? Absolutely. So club content batching is part course, part group coaching program. I call it a membership. 
because it is, but it also is very group coaching focused and there's a large course activity inside of it too. We do kind of all of it, but essentially this is where I teach my batching process, my batching system, but it's also where you get the accountability to do it. Because here's the thing about systems, knowing them's only half the battle. Mm -hmm. Having a system that works for you only goes so far if you're not using it. So in order for your batching system to work, you have to do it every single month, month after month after month. And you get the accountability to actually do that, to actually stick with that batching system inside of Club Content Batching. So I would love to see any of you inside. You can either grab the first training, the first lesson inside of Club Content Batching totally free by going to amandawarfield.com forward slash dolly. Or if you're ready to dive right on in, you can get $30 off each month of your membership fees by using the coupon code Dolly at checkout. Y'all, I told you she was going to bring the gold and the wisdom to us all today. So I will have all of these links in the show notes. And if you're listening on your phone, look on your phone, all the links will be there. All right. No excuses. So Amanda, how can how can a person connect with you and find you online? The best way is probably, like I mentioned earlier, by heading over to my podcast, Chasing Simple, and tuning in. That is where you're going to get the best, most full look at what it is that I do and how it is that I teach content marketing. If you guys know this, Amanda loves her cats so much. So if you are also a crazy cat fan like we are, you need to follow Amanda as well. And then I just want to say one more thing. Make sure to tune in to the next two weeks because Amanda is going to be back sharing even more content marketing strategies with us. So again, Amanda, thank you so much again for being on here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.